What I want to talk to you about, by the way, is the further restrictions. As you've heard the government announce, we will be going back into lockdown again uh, after Stephen's Day. Are you happy about that? Will you be complying? Or do you say, absolutely not, I will be complying. This is the interest of public safety. I want to do this for the government. Let me know what you think. The number is 87 All right, just to clarify, the Chief Medical Officer, uh, Tony Holohan, has warned that Ireland must take immediate action to stop the spread of COVID-19 over the Christmas period. Just when we thought everything was grand, we could enjoy our Christmas without listening to this. Uh, Dr. Tony Holohan urged members of the public to reconsider their plans, the plans that they told us that, that we could probably go ahead and do, and limit their social contacts in the next week to protect the vulnerable members of society. An easing restriction, although I have found it actually quite, quite concerning. Yes, I don't know who it was on, on the television last night uh, from the government. I can't remember who it was actually. I didn't recognise him. But anyway, he was saying, um, you need to not speak to anybody you wouldn't trust with your life. And he made it, he kind of emphasised this about 20 times. You have to trust them with your life because indeed it could be your life. And I'm going, okay, I get what you're saying and everybody gets it. But like, it's a bit over the top. You know what I mean? Complete. We're talking about a granny with, who's vulnerable. I understand that. But generally speaking with each other, you know, people under the age of 60, I mean, it's a little bit OTT, to be honest with you, with the greatest respect. Anyway, he says, an easing of restrictions allowing inter-county travel and up to three households to meet indoors begins today and is currently set to last until the 7th of January. However, the CMO sent a letter to the government last night recommending another set of new restrictions from Monday the 28th of December instead. In other words, taking that 7th of January away and bringing it back to the day after, or I suppose two days after Stephen's Day. Holhans uh, told RT's Morning Ireland that if the spread of COVID-19 did not reduce soon, Ireland would experience a surge new cases in the coming weeks. We could find ourselves in early January experiencing levels of infection that begin to place uh, public health at risk to the extent that it begins to impact on our ability to maintain the provision of really essential public services. Well, look, we've done that all along, haven't we? We haven't had public services all along. A lot of them been gone, so I don't know what Tony is talking about. Um, we've only got them back recently. Uh, in his letter last night, Neff had reportedly recommended reintroduction of restrictions on bars, restaurants and limiting household visits uh, once again from Monday week. It's also believed that non-essential retail gyms and personal services uh, could stay open under the new proposals, but as of yet, they've not decided. It seems to be an All-Ireland approach because Northern Ireland will have stricter overnight restrictions for one week from the 26th of December as it enters six weeks of tough new measures for COVID-19. But the question I'm asking you is, a lot of people are saying now, look, and I'm sick of this. I am sick of this. But there are other people who say, no, 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 this is the interest of public health. I, I, I'm with this all the way. Of course, they tend to be the ones that don't lose out as much. Uh, Debbie, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Debbie? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Good. Debbie, your daughter is coming home from England. Tonight, yes, she should be on the ferry tonight. Okay. So uh, she'll be arriving, please God, tomorrow morning. Okay, what, what, um, what would you say to people to say, well, the government did advise that people shouldn't come home and all that kind of stuff. So what would you well, say? Well, she, she did a test. She did a test a few, uh, oh, this week, her and her partner. She didn't have any symptoms or anything, but she said travelling home. Yeah. So she ordered a test. Um, there is a criteria and uh, travelling, so she got a free test in the post and sent that that off, and that was fine. That was negative, so that's fine. So she's travelling. Okay. So, I mean, she decided to take, because she works, uh, she's a manager of four large gyms in the south of England, which is seeing a surge in support cases, not hospital admissions and not ICU, not ventilation. But you're, bre- you're breaking up a little bit, Debbie, there. So you're just, I? I yeah, don't yeah. know why. Uh, yeah. Okay, they, okay so they've seen quite about, a lot of cases where she lives, but not hospital admissions and ICU. No, so, no, yeah. exactly. Just this positive cases. And, okay. and as I said, we're, 
they seem to be, I don't know what data or data they're looking at the government, because if you go on and see admissions and you see, you know, the, the so-called cases and everything, and the World Health Organization issued a uh, guidelines on the 14th of December, you can go on site and see it, about the feedback they've had from the PCR testing and the thresholds. And I mean, so this is, as I've always said, when you have incorrect testing, it will drive case numbers. And I still don't know why this hasn't been addressed. Okay, well, I, I think it is starting to be addressed worldwide. I know there, there's a case in Germany currently at the moment before the courts in relation to the accuracy of PCR testing once you go above a certain amount of amplifications, as they talk about, okay? Yes, and we yes. talked to Graeme Neary about that, okay? But let's not all get into that because none of us are really qualified to talk about it, talk about it in some sense. But, but the point is... I don't know, I know, know. we're all aware of the numbers, so yeah, okay, okay. And and then from cases, they're putting us into lockdown. This, you can't, that is the basis of this whole, we're not basing it now on deaths and ICU, we're basing it on cases. And this is where it falls down, they're saying we need to lock down because the cases will go up in the spring. The cases are always, hospitals have always been overrun in the spring. Have we not always had, you know, people on trolleys? Well, absolutely. This is what I, every day, every year at this time, I usually have a topic about the amount of people who are in A&E on trolleys and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, of course, they're overrun every year. Yeah, but you see, what's happening is my daughter's coming home. She's done her testing. And she's going to be having Christmas dinner with you, yeah? Yeah. she's, She's staying with us. She's not going anywhere. But I have said, I have my mother, stepfather, uh, father and stepmother living here. And I've said... If you want to visit, you are responsible. You're in your 70s. It's entirely up to you. And we have to give them personal choice. And they have said they are quite happy to visit um, perhaps after Christmas, you know, after the Christmas Day, yeah. Christ- perhaps Stephen's Day. Okay. And, 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 will your, and will your daughter be going out when she comes home from the UK? No, I don't think so. She, like, she's, she's had a negative test. Now, of course, she's travelling on the ferry. But if she wants to do another test when she, you know... After yeah, but I mean, is she, is she going to nip down to the shop? Or she's not going to be... Is she, how long is she coming home for? She's coming home, I think, for 10 days. Okay, so for the 10 days, is she going to stay in the house? I... Uh, because according to the government, she is coming from mainland UK. She's meant to self-isolate. So is she going to do that? Well, what's the point of testing, then? Okay, you okay, get, well, so your answer is no. She's not going to do that. Well, I... The test again if they want. If she gets negative on it, so you know. But well, I, I think the reason the government will insist on, on isolation after a test is because, according to them, you know the test may be inaccurate. Mind you, they're not willing to admit the test may be inaccurate if she was positive. It's but I don't know. So it's driving the numbers. That's yeah. the whole thing. I mean, we need to get the rapid testing done. You know, we need we need. But I mean, if she wants to, like, she can go and get the you know from areas. I think it's in, in Cork area, so she can go up and get. Another test. Another test on there. I'm sorry, Debbie, your line is just breaking up a little bit. I've got to go into a break anyway. Debbie, have a wonderful Christmas, and I hope your daughter, I hope you enjoy having your daughter home. And obviously, try and keep yourself within the government guidelines as well, because obviously, I have an obligation to say that to you. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping, numbers 087 I watched RT News last night, and they did, it was actually quite a good uh, little documentary at the end of the news where they have the bit of space at the time of the end where they talked, to, they sent a reporter to China. The Chinese people are all back to normal again. And not only that, the Chinese government have now put out a narrative to tell the media, if anybody's questioned by the media and as you know the Chinese are not really allowed to talk to the media or go against the government um, that it didn't start in China, this didn't start here sorry, move on, 
Didn't start here. By the way, somebody mentions here as well, very interesting text, our tweet, our text to say, really frustrated listening to that lady, Debbie. I wasn't. While I'm glad she's looking forward to seeing her daughter, we haven't seen her sister and kids all year who live in London because they're law, they're abiding by the rules. And when you hear it, it's a complete slap in the face for those who are doing everything they can to stay safe. Well, look, you decide how you want to stay safe. Uh, and and you want to buy or interpret guidelines the way you want to interpret them. And Debbie wants to see her daughter. She hasn't seen her all year either. She wants to see her daughter. And if that's what she wants to do, that's her choice, I believe, okay? And so you, you make your choices based on government guidelines. She's making her choices. Uh, I don't think we should be all insulting each other. Uh, Martin, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Martin? Hello there, thanks. Uh, Martin, well, it looks like we thought we were going to stick it out till the 7th of January and we were kind of half prepared for maybe a lockdown. Now it looks like it's straight after Christmas. We're not even going to get as far as New Year's. Yeah, um, I'm I'm kind of surprised with that, but with the way Northern Ireland was going and they were trying to look for an Northern Ireland approach, I, I had to guess when I was seeing what Northern Ireland were going to do, that we were going to do the same, be, being close to the same anyway, yeah. So in other so words, I, you, you, believe, I, you believe we're just taking an, an All-Ireland approach on this, so to speak? Um, I I say it's close to that. It's, mm. it, I I say they, they they didn't talk about it, but I'd say it's it's close to that. All right. Yeah. yeah so they're, they're kind of looking, saying, "Well, look, you know, we've no border between the two of us. If they're going to do it, we might as well. Otherwise, the whole thing seems pointless." Yeah, and I I, I mean, even before this, I think um, Leo and uh, Martin were were basically saying that. I think for the last couple of days as well. Yeah, well, they did. No, well, they did mention January. Now, they didn't say for sure. They say, yeah. you know, it, it may be depending. We'll have to have a look at the cases. Yeah. But they kind of said, have a nice Christmas and enjoy yourselves, so to speak, yeah. but, you know, yeah. responsibly. Uh, but now, all of a sudden, it's now not have a nice Christmas because as soon as the Christmas day literally ends, we're bringing back yeah. in another lockdown. Yeah. Now, in so will you, Martin, you personally yourself, will you be, I mean, will you be complying? Will you not be leaving your county? Will you, you know, obviously be doing everything that the government tells you? Will you be complying with it is the point I'm making? I'll be complying as much as okay. possible. Now, now I, I live alone and I haven't been in my office since March. So I'm living alone. So as living alone, I have a bubble with my parents' house in in Clare. Okay. So in that way, I can actually go to, to my my father says if I want to. Mm. My father lives with my sister. And well, yes, yeah, so they, they said that you can you can do those things for compassionate reasons, although nobody's really defined what the word compassionate is. Generally speaking, it's in relation to family law, access to children, all those kind of things. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, I mean, if you're living on your own, well, it, it, it's compassionate it, for your mental health, I suppose, you could argue. It's compassionate for the mental health, and also I've uh, my father does things for me because of my uh, disability, which we talked about there yeah. a few days ago, I think. So, okay, well, that, absolutely. So in that and way, in your case, I can completely understand it. And, and that yeah. would come under the definition of capacity. Listen, Martin, I have to go to the call. I have a lovely Christmas, Martin, all right? And take care of yourself. Let me go to Samantha. Samantha, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Samantha? How you doing, Niall? Uh, okay, uh, will you be complying uh, on the 27th of the month when we go back into lockdown again? Yes, I will, 100%. Okay, and um, do you think at this stage people are getting a little bit worn out, tired of the rules, the regulations, particularly those who would be financially affected by it? I'd say pe- people are getting sick of the rules, but the biggest problem we have is the people that are not abiding by the rules. Mm. In, in, in what, give, me, give, me, give me a few examples of what you're talking about. Um, well, the likes of if you go to the shopping centres or you go to the schools and you see the parents all stand outside and they're all standing together with no masks, even though the school has requested for them to wear them. And, mm. and then they're wondering why the, the virus is spreading. It's, it's silly. Like, what I think is a great idea. 
there's people now have two or three weeks off now for Christmas from work. I completely agree, total lockdown. Everybody's saying everywhere should be closed. It's the only way we're going to get rid of this virus. But but we're not really going to get rid of it doing that, Samantha. Let's say, for example, we decided tomorrow, for one month, we're going to close everything. Now, we couldn't, in fact, do that because we need vital services open, all right? Because people would starve to death. But let's say, you know, we went back to what we did in, say, April or May. And, you know, non-essential services, non-essential shops, everything. And the government said, right, you all stay in your gaffs. Stay out your back garden, whatever. Which is difficult for people living in apartments, by the way. But however, stay in your house. Do what they did in Australia, right? So that's grand. Yeah. So the case numbers go down from, say, 300 down to, I don't know, 50 or down to 20 or even maybe down to nothing, right? And then the government say, that's grand. We're sorted. Everybody out again. Off you go. All it needs is one person and it all starts again. So it's kind of pointless, isn't it? I know it's pointless, but I know now that they're saying we have a vaccine and, you know. And and hopefully, hopefully that'll help. Yeah, I, I, I'm you know. hoping it works. I mean, I, I myself personally, I have three, four sisters. I have a brother. I haven't seen my mother since February. I'm in Dublin. My mother's in Dublin. How, old, how, old, how old is your mother? My mother is 76. Okay, and is she a healthy woman? She's fairly healthy, yes. Okay, and when you yes, say you haven't seen her, I mean, have you gone to her house even and waved in a no, window? No, I haven't been I haven't been outside. Other than shopping, I haven't been anywhere. No, I'm just saying, have you have you gone to your mother's house even to wave in the window at her or anything? No, no. And then with no. the greatest respect, Samantha, you can't blame COVID-19 on that. I know, look, I Zoom call or we talk over over the iPad and that, so we, we see each other that way. Okay, because I can tell you, you know, now, it was, I, I can tell you now, COVID or not, if my mother was 79 and she was healthy, I'd be going to see her. She's my mother. I'm not going to deny her. You know. I know. I can understand that. I wouldn't be hugging her and kissing her now and all sorts of carry on, obviously. I, well, depending on what she wanted to do, by the way, I would take her lead on that. But but in saying that, you know, I'd still go and see my mother. Yeah, but you see, yeah, the reason we don't do it is because, as I said, there's, there's four of us girls and we all have family. So, yeah, I, I get that. see my mother... I know I'm not. I'm not telling you. To, I'm not going to tell you to wrap your arms around her and kiss her and hug her, but to go and see her. I know. Do you know we are going to go and see her on Stephen's Day, but we've all decided that we're going to wear our masks when we go. Into Absolutely, the house. and that's fine. But that's what I'm saying. But I, I, I don't think you know. Turn around and saying, "Well, I haven't seen my mother since February." I don't think you can blame COVID on that. I mean, that's entirely up to you. I mean, nobody's asking you to wrap your arms around her and kiss her and hug her. You could still still go and see her, and say two meters from her. I know, but I think she kind of wants to just be on her own. And right, okay. Okay, no, okay. Okay, okay. well, that's, well her, that's her that choice. That's her decision. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, yeah. then fair enough, if that's her decision. All right, okay. Yeah. All right, I get you. I get you. All right, but it's going to be a tough one for everybody, Samantha, this Christmas, I think, now, because we were, be. we were all a little bit happy thinking we were going into this in, in a, you know, some sort of good fashion, but now it looks like it's going to be miserable afterwards. <laughs> I think the biggest test we'll have will be New Year's. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, it'll all work well. Listen, Samantha, thank you very much indeed. All right. Appreciate it. Have a lovely thanks, Christmas, guys. all right. And, and, and say hello to your mother for me, all right? I will indeed. Thanks. <laughs> all right, thanks. There you go. Uh, a lot of people text again. So he says, now, why would she not go and see her mother? Because she just clarified that. Her mother doesn't want people around. So obviously, her mother's a bit worried, and I understand that. 
Um, not more lockdowns are 100% planned because of the abused PCR tests as proved to promote a vaccine uptake, says Paul and Trim. So he believes that this is all to kind of encourage people to take the vaccine, which I wouldn't disagree with taking the vaccine personally. But however, that's everybody's choice as well. Um, they're so worried about it, Niall, uh, but these stupid you-know-whats are making schools go in uh, for two days next week to play games and watch videos, but that would be admitting that they've got something wrong. Uh, they should be on holidays from today, says Kevin and Limerick. No, they shouldn't, Kevin. They need to be in school. Cool. That's where the kids need to be. Getting back to these restrictions. As and from the 27th, it looks like Ireland is set to go back into a lockdown. Similar to Northern Ireland, it seems to be an all-Ireland approach now, doesn't it? Uh, obviously, when Robin Swan announced it last night in Northern Ireland, um, that they'll be going back into lockdown just after Christmas Day, uh, on just after the day after Boxing Day, we more or less jumped immediately and said the same thing. And even though Leo Varadkar admitted last night in primetime that we haven't had any excess deaths, in other words, no more people have died this year um, in the last in the winter season than died in the last five years at any time, and considering our population has gone up since 2015, by the way. Um, and you heard Graeme Neary point that out earlier on. Just to clarify something Graeme said to you, because somebody was given out to me there during the break. Um, he, Graeme, they said, somebody said, uh, now Graeme pointed out that, you know, if you're tested for anything, coronavirus, whatever it happens to be, he says, people don't die from other coronaviruses. That's not what he was saying. Let's clarify what he was saying, uh, just for those who didn't really understand the point he was actually trying to make. The point he was trying to make is we test, we PCR test for COVID-19. So when people die in this country and who have died of other illnesses, um, but because they test positive for COVID-19, they go down as a COVID-related death. He said if you mass tested other people for, say, another coronavirus, and he mentioned the rhinovirus. Now, he didn't say they were deadly, by the way. Because generally speaking, we all get coughs and colds on a regular basis. We get a coronavirus, uh, you know, a bit of a sniffle, a little bit of a cough, whatever it happens to be. We might end up in bed for the day with the duvet over us, whatever it happens to be. Or we get influenza. He said if we mass tested for those the same ways we have for COVID-19 using PCR testing, he said you would find that we would be announcing on the news on a regular basis uh, that four people have died from a coronavirus related illness. That's the point he was making, that we could do that for every virus if we mass tested it. That's just the point he was making. And it was an accurate point. So he wasn't inaccurate what he said. He never said people were dying from all coronaviruses. He just said that if you tested everybody, you would find that people would test positive. And that was the point he was making. Because you have to understand, when we look at deaths, it's not dying from COVID-19. In most cases, it's dying with COVID-19. In other words, a lot of people have died of underlying illnesses. And they just happen to be COVID positive. Not everybody. We, there's no doubt. And, and Gray made it clear that he accepted that COVID-19 does actually take people's lives, sadly. Usually before their time. Paul, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Paul? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Okay. <laughs> Paul, I, I, I'm sorry that I had to explain that to people who, weren't, who, weren't, who were a bit silly and didn't even understand the point he was actually trying to make earlier on. But anyway, uh, in relation to you know, the new restrictions coming in, I'm listening to some people saying, well, I'm not abiding by any more bloody restrictions. I'm sick of it. And then other people absolutely are saying, yes, in the interest of public health, we should. Will you be complying? Uh, not one bit. And I'll tell you why, Niall. It's because anyone that kind of looks into all this, this, this is not going to be the last lockdown. There's not a hope. We knew this big, we knew a big banger was going to come in after the Christmas and they're going to use footage of shoppers and people having parties and blame the public. That's not going to work. They'll give it another little open, a little bit of breath fresh air, and then bang, hit us with another. And we're going to be doing, like it's been said before, the hokey-cokey. This is just going to go on and on and on. Now, part of it, whether you're pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine, that's part of it. And there's other different reasons as well. But in regards to that PCR test, 
that is an absolute disgrace how that's being abused. The inventor of the test even said this is going to happen just before he happened to die. You know that way? He said you can find anything in anyone with that test. And if anyone's, if you can Google this, I swear to God, if you backtrack over some of the things that have been tested with the PCR test and come out as, as positive, we've got fruit, we've got animals, and even the last one, you can check this out yourself, a fella uh, in the Austrian government did it in front of a bunch of other people in government, tested a glass of Coca-Cola. That came out I, wait, I, did, I did see there was a test on a peach and yeah. an apple on some other video as well. And there's yeah. no, there no doubt, you know, the PCR testing has its issues. And look, those issues are being raised in courtrooms in, Por- in Portugal and also uh, as we speak this week in Germany. And we will wait to see the results of that particular German uh, law case because that could be a landmark ruling in relation to it. And you're right, if there's a problem and we're dictating public policy on it, we're going down a very dangerous road. Did you hear about well, the well, I, I, don't, I don't want to get into that. I don't have time to get into everything today, Paul. But yeah. in relation to what the government so more or less on the 27th, you know, uh, lack of visitors to households. They're not ruling out, as, as Leo said last night, he's not ruling out a total ban on visitors to your home. Um, yeah. I don't know whether they're going to bring in restrictions in relation to how far you can travel. There'll certainly be county restrictions, but if it'd be 5K, 10K or 20K or whatever it happens to be, I don't know. So you were saying to me that I won't be following these guidelines, as, you know, unless my lifestyle leads me just to follow them anyway. But but you're, you're not going to be too conscious of it as far as you're Well, I, I'm kind of being careful to an extent, but I'm not, from the very, very start of this thing, before, as it kicked in, my job hasn't stopped for one single day through this, and I haven't bought it at all. I haven't bought into it at all. I, I've seen absolutely zero... Pers- my job covers thousands of people i'm in the public sector and hundreds of them i mean hundreds of them will be well over the age of 65 and there's zero percent evidence everyone keeps me when we meet up me and other employees anything happening no 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 one's hearing anything so it should be based on the deaths and even at that as i said uh, no not even any of the cases are coming up with any any of the old folks nothing so it's i i missed graham neary at the start of your show but I've seen him before, and the, and the stuff he did, the statistics he did. Well, um, that's when he specialises in data and statistics. Not so much opinion, but data and certainly statistics. Okay, so stay there, Paul, for a second, because some people would regard your opinion as being irresponsible. Uh, and I want you to keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 087 Don't forget, by the way, if you want to send us a WhatsApp audio message, uh, you can very simply by just clicking that little microphone on your WhatsApp, um, you know, app so to speak. And we have some of the messages, by the way, coming in, and I'm going to be listening to one or two of them. My daughter had a close contact there last Monday week, and she didn't get a call for a test till today for 2.45. Now, she's finished her quarantine on Mon- Sunday on Monday. Would you body her ass bringing her for a test when she's been quarantined for two weeks and not got her a test and no, no contact with the HSE? It's a joke. Okay, he believes the whole thing's a joke. For God's sake, lads, come on. If me auntie had a pair of balls, she'd be me uncle. Just people dying. Go to the ICU. People have ventilators. These auntie... Ma- oh, you- oh, no, I'm not listening. I'm not listening anymore. <laughs> He's just getting frustrated, isn't he? Hey, Noel. My daughter had a close contact oh, there. Oh, sorry, I, I had that one already. Sorry, I do apologise. My daughter had a close contact. Oh, that's the same one again. All right, okay, we'll come back to that anyway. Uh, keep testing, keep WhatsApping. The number's 087 That's 087 John, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, John? How you doing, Noel? Happy Christmas to you all in there. Happy Christmas, and thank you very much for the Christmas card and the letter, John. We did get it. Thank Most you very much. kind. Listen, guys, just have went over above the Call of Duty. I'm putting now 
the alternative to all this coronavirus bullshit. Well, it's not now. Now, to be, be to be fair, John, you know, and to be respectful for those people out there who many of them who may have lost, you know, an aunt, an uncle, a father, a mother, and many some of whom may have died of COVID nineteen. I think calling it bullshit is a little bit insulting. Well, but but, I, but I'm open to listening to everybody's opinion. All right. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, Noel. I mean, as you already said, there people are dying, and it's not just down to COVID. No, of course. Well, but the majority of people that it's die in this country is not down to COVID. But it's not okay. down to COVID. Okay. All right, okay. So, in relation to complying to restrictions, the government have more or less said that, okay, enjoy your two weeks off there. Well, when I say two weeks off, where you can, you know, have a little bit of a meal or go out with a friend or whatever it happens to be or have a friend over to the house because it won't be lasting long. The 27th, we're going back into kind of semi-lockdown again where there will be restrictions to, to visits. There will be restrictions on where you can go and where you can't. Um, will you be complying? No, Niall, and I'll tell you why. I was listening to your interview earlier on, and I have to say thank you very much again for another insightful interview there into this crap that's going on at the moment. The, the fact is, Niall, I just want to know why is the Irish people being abused by the government and effort on this issue? When you and say, when, when you say being abused, being their abused. argument, of course, John, is that they, they're doing it in the interest of public health. No, they're not. They're not, Niall, and they have never been doing it. As you rightly said, them tests, the PCR tests, I mean, if it goes up, if it goes above 40 or 45, it means that the patient or the person is not infectious. And yet and all, this is what they're basing all the figures on. And then they're basing a the lockdown on this and then they're basing restrictions on this. And now they're telling people on the 27th of December that they can't enjoy their new year. So we're talking about the new year being taken away from people, from the Irish people. Well, they, yeah, but they're, they're saying the they're year. watching the numbers and the numbers are going up and they have to be conscious of this because they don't want people, you know, obviously contracting it and dying in January. Noel, at this stage, now, do you believe all that? Well, I'm, I'm just giving you the information. I'm, I'm just giving you the information. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, look, the, ha- the, 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 the test, the, the interview you had on earlier on, you had a guy simply saying there, if it goes above a certain number, it means that the patient isn't infectious or the person isn't infectious. And yet, now, the government are coming along, they're telling us, yeah, they're telling us for the last number of months, that because of a certain amount of figures that they're going to have another lockdown, another restriction, another lockdown, another restriction. Now, this has to stop. OK, yeah. well, so we'll stay there. Stay there. John wants this to stop. It doesn't want it to go on any further. It doesn't buy into it at all. No. Joe, well, hang on, John. Joe, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Joe? How's it going, Noel? You Joe, right? you're, you're sick of people who are in denial. Ah, Jesus. No, do you know what? I'm gonna, here's a real life story. I was in hospital. I won't say what hospital it was. I was in a hospital... Uh, about two months ago. Yep. And one evening, I sat with a nurse out in the corridor talking. I hope you weren't too sick, Joe. I hope you're all right, by the way. I'm not all right, and I never will be, but that's another story. Okay. Um, so I got talking to this nurse, and I was saying to her about the COVID, and I happened to be in the ward that was the COVID ward in the hospital. It was on the ground floor, so you wouldn't be bringing people up and down in the elevator, you know? Yeah. Spreading it around the hospital. And... She started to cry, and I said, "Jesus, I'm sorry for asking you that. I, I, I didn't, I didn't want to upset her. I just was asking her what it was like." And she said, "One, one particular night, there was a man, and she held his hand, and she said it was like someone had a plastic bag over his head, and he was breathing like that." Gasping for breath, yeah. For two hours. And then, I listened to gobshites talking 
on the radio. What's that guy referred to me? Excuse me a minute. Hang on. I'm talking. I'm at the ring up there. Well, I'm on talking. Now, hang on, on a minute. Oh, on hang on. I was talking to do- to nurses that were telling me and told me what was going on with COVID. And I tell you what, if you think that COVID, and I'll say it to you as well, because you've been a bit flippant about it sometimes too. See who has the balls to go into a COVID ward without any PPE on them. He'll stand up and do that. With the greatest respect, Joe, I, I appreciate the work that that nurse has done or any doctors are doing and the people on the front line who are dealing with all sorts of illnesses, viruses and sicknesses and dealing with people in the throes of death, essentially living the last moments of their lives. And we do have other illnesses and respiratory diseases. Exactly. We do. I, I, I mean, have you watched somebody dying of pneumonia? When people die of pneumonia, it's a similar way. I actually, you know, in the past have been in hospital where people have died and it's it's not a good thing you know to be with when I say it's not a good thing it's wonderful to be with a loved one when they die but 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 it, it is traumatic to, to listen to somebody gasping for their last yeah. breath when and, and with, with respect you. to that nurse and I'm not being bad but if she can't handle being no, beside no, somebody who can't like, no, no 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 no, I, no I'm trying to make a point to you that that happens every single day every nurse could tell you a story like that before COVID came along I'm not saying people don't die of COVID Joe they do they do no, no, die I'm trying to make a point and the point is this yeah there's an ICU ward in every hospital now. Yep. Full of people dying from COVID. No, there isn't. It's it's not like That's, there are people. There's, in, there's not. Hang on, with the, Joe. Let's let's not just throw out general statements. ICU wards all over the country are not full of people dying of COVID. That's not true. That's not a factual no, statement. ICU wards. No, they're not. There are ICU wards with people that have COVID. All Absolutely. Over there are ICU wards with people with COVID in them. There isn't ICU wards, as you put it, full of people dying with COVID. That's not a factual statement. There are people dying in ICU wards all over the country. But there are people dying in ICU wards over the country from different things, by the way. But there are also people with COVID in ICU wards. There's no doubt. But the statement you initially made is the kind of statement that's designed to scare people to death. The statement you said was, there are people dying all over the country with people ICU wards are full of people dying with COVID all over the country that's not a factual statement they're not full every night we get a 30 okay I'll take okay. back the word full yeah. right yeah. They're not. I'm, I'm kind of a bit head up about it. No, no, but I understand. I understand. And by the way, they're, nobody is denying. Well, maybe John is, but I'm certainly not denying that people die of COVID nineteen. I'm not saying people don't. Yeah. Of course they do. They are. Yeah. And 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 for a nurse that's been, she she was over twenty years a nurse, and she was just saying it's they're so helpless. They can't can help I get these back people. In there for a moment. Yes. Yeah, yes, away. John. Go I'm ahead. done now. Are you done? Can I get back yeah. in there if you don't mind? Are you telling the Irish people today on the 27th or the 28th of this month that they have to go into lockdown and restrict, afford the restrictions again because of a nurse who can't handle her own job or her own medical job? No. I didn't well, say that. what are you that. telling the Irish people? I didn't, I didn't say that. What are you telling them? No, I, Because I, that's I what it sounds that. like to me. I, I'm not, You're putting I'm not telling you. I'm not telling there. the Irish people anything. I'm what telling you. I'm telling you, you're, so you're, you're telling denying. me a nurse you're can't in handle denial. her job, and you're no, telling me that no, I should no, on the twenty eighth or the twenty seventh of this month, I should go into full lockdown. You and more are less in not denial. even move outside my own yeah. front door. If Is that's that what, what you're telling me? If that's what the government says you have to do, then you have the to do it. that's what the government says. The unelected yeah. government, who was never even elected by this country, and never that's a different well, story. are they telling people how to live now? Is that what we're doing? That's, that's what we elect them for. No, we didn't elect them. That's why we have ministers for justice, and we have ministers for health, and we've got... 
But that's the different story then. Take that up on another show. I never wasn't elected either for any of this rubbish. No, it's not a fair enough point to make. No, 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 no. Look, I I get the point that you're making, Joe. And, and, you know, it must be traumatic for anybody who works, by the way, on the front line to be with people who are at the end of their life. I mean, that's because I've been with, I'd suppose, three or four people, including my own mother, by the way, who at the end of her life, she had um, emphysema. And yeah. similar to what you just described, Joe, I my mother couldn't, for the last two days of her life, she couldn't lie down. She had to sit up all the time. She had to sleep sitting up. Because when she lay down, her lungs would collapse. Um, she had, I think she was down to 10% capacity in one lung. So yeah. I, I watched and held my mother's hand, just like you described, Joe, where she yeah. was... <gasps> yeah. And she couldn't breathe. And, th- and that's traumatic. But that happens every single day in a hospital. And, you know, I understand the nurse was upset. And I don't know whether she was a young nurse, a student nurse. And it's quite upsetting. But I, I, but I, I think you, I mean, being a doctor and a nurse, you know, I mean, really, it's a vocation. It's a job that you have to be able to deal with. No, what the nurse said was that it's one of the few, like, okay, I'm a prisoner in my own home because I'm on the, I've got four or five things out of the top five that you can't have yeah, okay, right, diabetes okay. and different things like that. Okay. So, I, and, I, and I, by the way, Joe, it's not personal. I wish you good health, by the way. You know, no, what I, no, well, that's like, look, I know. just take it is as it is. And, yeah. and, and I say, in, and I cook on, and I do what I'm supposed to do. But what I'm just trying to get across to that man, and I'm not saying it in a bad way, and I'm just trying to get it out there. There's a lot of people coming out saying, it's, I've heard people saying that it's all a fake and it's all this yeah, well, and it's all that. No, I don't buy it's that not. either. No, of course. It's not. But I think we do have to look at things in perspective because. We have to understand, and I, I've said this, I think this is the point Graham Neary was making earlier on. There's a trade-off in life. As human beings, Joe, we're fallible. Yeah. You know, we're not infallible. We're not immortal. We don't live forever. And we've seen the data now. We're eight months, nine months into this from COVID-19. Thankfully, it's not as dangerous as we initially thought it was going to be at 5% yeah. mortality rate. The mortality rate is an awful lot lower. And for most people under the age of 65, there isn't a huge risk of dying. Uh, it's a very low risk, actually. It's, it's tiny. It's actually lower than influenza. For over, 65, yeah, for over 65s, it's a little bit more dangerous. We get that. All right. Do you believe, do you trust the vaccine? So what's that again? Do you trust the vaccine? Do I trust the vaccine? I'll take the vaccine because I want to live my life. Yeah. And, and I, want, I want us all to get back to some normality. Do I trust okay. the vaccine? You know, I think what we have to do with a vaccine all the time, with all vaccines, and, I, and I'm very, being, always been pro-vaccine, we have to weigh up the pros and the cons. You know, and if it gets everybody back to normal and if it has saved some lives, well, then it's worth it. And, you know, I will be watching it like everybody else to make sure there's well, no side effects Christmas. to it. We might have one bad Christmas. Well, well, I, well, I hope so. You. I've listened to experts, Joe, talk on air. People who were, you know, uh, making decisions in this country suggest that we could be in this for the next two years. It's, even it's, even with the vaccine. Even with yeah. the vaccine. That's, well, at least we have light at the end of the tunnel. And the other well, thing is, well, I, well, you, well light at the end of the tunnel. Two years is nothing to a 25-year-old. But two years to somebody who's 75, whose quality of life, who's been destroyed by this. I mean, who doesn't get out to see their, their daughters or their sons or their kids' communions or their kids' birthday parties or grandchildren. Two years of miserable quality of life is killing them. Yeah, but you have to look at the other side of it, too. There's like London is shutting down tomorrow. You know, we did. We are getting Christmas out of it. We're the second lowest in Europe. So we should be thankful. Well, I think compared to other countries, yeah, I think so, yeah. No, okay. no, I I think yeah, well, just, just one point very quickly, John. I'm running out of time. Go on. Sorry about that, Niall. I want to say to this man, what about the people who have already committed suicide over these restrictions? 
What's he going to say to their family? Uh, look, that's not what we're talking about. No, no, here. no, you're not talking about the right thing. No, you're talking about I'm, a nurse who can't no, handle her no, job. I'm sorry. What no, about the people? Don't keep focusing on the nurse. I think it's a little bit unfair. But get, I think the point that he's making, uh, Joe, is if you look at the UK, I don't have the figures for Ireland to hand. They reckon 70,000 people have been, uh, haven't had an early diagnosis for cancer in the last yeah. year because services haven't been available yeah. because of COVID-19. And, and the figures, by the way, per population, per head of population, are probably the same here, okay? My family has been struck by that. Absolutely. Well, so, you, so you have people who, uh, in the next three or four years, we're going to see an increase in mortality from people who didn't get early diagnosis for cancer, yes. who didn't get That's non-COVID right. illnesses looked That's at. That's right. So, I mean, That's right. So, in other words, is the cure worse than the, the disease? I don't know. That's a lockdown. I don't think we're ever going to really know, are we? No, probably not. Listen, yeah. thanks, Joe. Thanks, John. Thank you very much indeed, both of you, for your uh, input there. How are you, Noel? Ken here in Blanchestown. Uh, I've just been looking at the Blanchestown Centre. And let me tell you, it's absolutely bedlam up there. Now, I know today is the 18th and the borders have reopened a little bit more better around the counties. But the amount of cars with country reg plates and people, country people in the shopping centre, is unreal it is. It is madness. And yet we're going back down to lockdown on the 27th or the 28th. Personally, I don't think it's a good idea going back into lockdown. All right, okay. Hey, Niall. I don't agree with this new lockdown. At the end of the day, when this all started, we were all looking at the videos at the start of the year. People lying on the streets, dying in in China and all of this. None of that materialised, you know. I work in a hospital the hospitals aren't overrun. There's there's nothing. It's all a, it's all a big hype. And at the end of the day, it's about time the people of this country stood up to the government because there's more people dying from suicides and everything like that. That's related to these lockdowns, you know. And again, hospitality sector just opening back up and getting hit again. It's just a disgrace. Okay, just to clarify, obviously, you know, that's an observational point he made in relation to suicides. We, we don't know the figures for suicide. We won't know probably till the end of the year till CSO brings out those figures. And we don't know the reason for a lot of those suicides. But there's no doubt that there will be some suicides that will be related to mental health caused by lockdowns. That's, that's obviously a given. Obviously, in relation to him working in a hospital, I can only take his word for it. I don't know whether he does, whether he doesn't work in a hospital. We can just take his word for it. It's just a message on WhatsApp. But I have spoken to people in hospitals and they said the hospitals are not as busy as are overrun as they would have been, say, last year the year before or the year before that and when the hospitals and the people who worked in those frontline workers working in hospitals begged the government over the last five years to do something about the health service and the problem they have every year between October and March uh, which is normally the flu season and they begged the government to do something and people were dying literally dying on trolleys the government did nothing absolutely nothing to help them Gave them an extra billion here and there. That, should, that, wasn't, that wasn't the problem. Money was never the issue. It was administration and how we dealt with things was the issue. So the government did nothing. And all of a sudden now, you know, oh, we need to do something. We, we need to save lives. Why didn't we save lives? When, when people were dropping dead of the flu, and they, and they did, by the way, in this country, every single year, um, when people dropped, 600,000 people can die, die of the flu every year. Uh, and this country, we had hundreds of people who would have died of the flu every single year. Why didn't we do something about it? Do we not care about those people? Why didn't we just test everybody for the flu at the time? Why didn't we care? So are we saying that we were doing something wrong before? Are we better now or something like that? Because the way it's working out now, a lot of people are... And I, I'm not selecting these WhatsApp messages today or these callers today. You know, Ashling is obviously trying to, her best to find people who agree or disagree. The majority of people, and even I put up on Twitter last night, do you agree with a lockdown in the interest of public health? 
I asked, and the majority, the vast majority of people said, no, they don't. I'm looking here, 79% says, uh, uh, I asked the question, uh, will you be accepting government, uh, the, uh, accepting the government's inevitable full lockdown from the 26th of December, with Leo Varadkar now suggesting that he's not ruling out a total ban on household visits. And that's what he said in prime time last night. And 79%, that's nearly 80% of people says, no, they won't be accepting it. To 14% yet, yes, of course. And I think the majority of people who don't accept it are people who financially lose out or who see their job going down the drain. There's a large percentage of people in this country who work in the public sector who will never have their wages affected by lockdowns, obviously, because they work in the public sector, so they're guaranteed a wage and a job in the future. Um, Old age pensioners, who sadly have been isolated, and obviously it affects them in that way, but financially they're not affected disproportionately. And unemployed people who are not affected uh, disproportionately. There's a huge cohort of people, students are not affected. So the people who are affected are generally private sector uh, on a wage. We're now on 350, that's 500,000 people or so that end up on PUP payments every time the lockdowns come in. They're the ones who are affected by this and they're the ones who are calling for the government to stop because it's destroying their lives. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.